Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, g'day, Harry. Morning to Thanks, you. Thanks, so happy in the racing <laughs> industry, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a little bit of rant off the chest. Hey, here's the, here's the good uh, the good news is they got out of it. I mean, the Black Caps actually got out of it. I'd, five for 55. How often are you five for 55 or five for 50 in a test match and you win it in both innings? Goodness me. Yeah, it was an impressive win, really, considering the pressure they're on un, under, after the first test and then um, what they did, obviously, in that first innings as well. So it was, I mean... Glenn Phillips was um, superb in both innings, wasn't he? But it was um, it was a really good win in difficult conditions, I thought, and under pressure. What about the pitch, Harry? I mean, um, is it acceptable? I've, a lot of people talking to me say, don't they find people in county cricket, etc., for producing substandard pitches? What are we looking at here? Yeah, I think if that was a pitch that <laughs> was played in England, uh, there would certainly be questions asked, or anywhere else, really. Um, but we know in Bangladesh that's the conditions that generally spins from ball one but the, there was certainly excess spin and and it was also the bounce I mean it was uh, I think at one stage I saw Mitchell, Mitchell Santner um, say to Tom Blunder was that one for the over just on an orthodox delivery that bounced a bit you know was that one for the over over the shoulder um, so mm. yeah it was absolutely excessive but it's what you expect in Bangladesh and I'm sure it's what New Zealand knew they were going to get um, no I was just so pleased that they got out of that second test because it was as you said, they're under real pressure and the way Phillips, and, and I thought that Santner batted really well in that second innings as well to get them through because you lose one wicket. We know on that sort of surface you can lose three or four and it's all over. So, righty let's uh, look at um, those players that, that really did stand up. You've mentioned um, Santner and Phillips. It'll be interesting to see now going forward who's involved in the test matches at home because we know probably what kind of conditions we're going to get at home, Harry. But uh, for Glenn Phillips... His attitude, uh, his positivity. Uh, is there room for him now on the test side at six, full time? I think we've got to try and make room, don't we? I mean, he's a dynamo in the field as well. As you said, it's just his his energy that he brings to the side, and um, and that positivity in the, in the batting lineup. You know, for me, he can play a role similar to, I guess, what sort of Gilchrist did for Australia. Um, we saw sort of in both innings, really, when we were in trouble. He just came out with that positive attitude. Look, on those sort of surfaces, you, you need a bit of luck, and he had that, but he was just extremely positive, took good options, took the bowlers on. As you know, Smithy, if you let a bowler get into a rhythm, as some of the other batters did because they were just trying to survive, it's so, it's so much easier for the bowler just to keep bowling that line in length. But if you're put under pressure by someone coming at you, hitting you, all of a sudden you start doing different things, and the game opens up, and I thought that's what Phillips did, particularly in that first innings. Um, so I think we have to make room for him. But, like you say, who comes out? 
Well, who comes out? I mean, there is an answer if you're playing overseas again, but of course we're coming home. The answer would probably have to be Henry Nichols, but of course we now know, and we've, I read an article from uh, Sam Wells over the weekend, uh, who's of course a selector these days, saying, I mean, his record puts him up there with the very, very best, particularly playing at home. So uh, I think just looking at the way they don't go about things and have done historically, particularly with Gary Stead, uh, Henry Nichols is going to get a decent crack at home, isn't he? Which means, again, if you play Phillips at six, there's absolutely no room for Rutch and Ravindra. Yeah, which is tough, but we all know the class act that um, Rutch and Ravindra is, and his, his time will come. Um, yeah, I think with Henry Nichols, his last test at home, I think he scored 200. Um, he's got a phenomenal record at home, and I think it'll be too tough to mark him too harshly in that, because if you look at a lot of the batters um, in that particular test series, they didn't do particularly well. So we know that he'll come home, he loves these conditions, and he'll do well. So I think you're absolutely right, we've got to stick with Henry Nichols. Um, but that means um, Ravindra might just have to wait a little bit longer. I just want to clarify that. I didn't say we, we should stick with Henry Nichols. I said we will stick with Henry Nichols. So just, just a little clarification there, Harry, if that's okay. Um, yeah, it's we've got... <laughs> uh, we will. Uh, we, we're going to. I, I can just see it. I can just, just see it. Um, now then, this, answers, uh, that, this brings the other thing out. The good thing is uh, I think that Jameson got through fairly fit through this. So now um, I haven't heard it had an update on Matt Henry. You may well have been down in the Canterbury area, but uh, we're not that far away uh, from looking at red ball cricket again in this country. Um, are we are we happy that we've got Henry, Southey and Jameson? Is Southey still very much part of it? I mean, he's a captain. Yeah, I think so. I think and we know in home conditions when the ball starts swinging and seeming, um, you know, he's still looking pretty fit for me and the ball's coming out well. Tough to expect him to get too many wickets over in Bangladesh, but we know if he gets the conditions here with a little bit of grass, a little bit of seam, yeah, he's definitely still got it for me. And right. Jameson, and, as and you said, Jam- got through enough yeah. overs, and I think mm. he's getting better and better. He's obviously, he started with a hiss and a bang in his international career, and he's had, obviously, a couple of injury issues and had time to get back, but I think the longer we can give him just to get back to that top form, I think he will, and I think he showed glimpses of that in Bangladesh. And, yeah, uh, Matt Henry's an absolute key. I'm not sure if he's going to be right right for the start of the series, but he certainly won't hopefully be too far away. And I think with that three-pace prong attack, um, that would put New Zealand in pretty good stead. Well, on the subject of uh, Stead, it's an interesting one, actually, because uh, here we, we look at the situation now where we have coaches who take a series off or, you know, they have a, a little bit of downtime themselves because they too suffer from burnout. But doesn't that just absolutely confirm the fact that we perhaps need to now go to a red ball coach and a white ball coach in this country? Because, um, you know, Gary Stead would be have been in Bangladesh if he's the red ball coach, he would have the next 10 days or 12, 15 days off before Christmas because he wouldn't be involved in the white ball series. We'd have a brand new coach uh, in there uh, emphasising his structures and his ideas about white ball cricket and Gary Stead could then have his downtime. I mean, uh, I'm not quite sure we're playing that well enough at the moment in particular, that our main man shouldn't be around. Yeah, you won't get any um, complaints from me, Smithy. I totally agree. I think we've got to have a, a white ball coach and a red ball coach. I mean, there's just too much cricket now for someone ex- to expect to do it 
day in, day out in all formats. And, and I think we've seen that because they've had to rest Gary Stead to give him a little bit of a break. But, um, yeah, I think ideally we need a white ball coach and a red ball coach. And I think part of the reason that it's been delayed and it hopefully won't be delayed too much longer because it allows, you know, good people in the system to stay in the system and it would allow Gary Stead to have a longer career because he's done a phenomenal job. Um, I, I believe it comes down to sort of finances and the, the amount of money they'd need to find to um, play for another coach, um, I think they just don't have in the system at the moment. But they're going well, to have to find it, I think. <laughs> I think they're going to have to find it. I mean, because I think it's a, it's a fairly basic sort of problem steering and a, a very pretty basic answer, just steering them in the face as well. Okay, so now we uh, start a mini little series against uh, Bangladesh, this time white ball cricket uh, coming up starting on the 17th. A uh, squad that uh, includes uh, Pete, like Finn Allen, who's had some pretty good form for Auckland, comes back into uh, to the mix there, and I guess this is uh, this is to a large degree for me a a chance to really start the cycle again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought New Zealand gave Finn Allen particularly quite a good run in his his first cycle, if you like, and um, now he's going to get another opportunity, and it's against I think an opposition that will suit his style of play and his ability to go after the uh, the bowlers at the top. So I just, we, we saw glimpses um, of him in his first go around, if you like, where he sort of looked amazing and got to sort of 20 or 30, but for me just too often got out at that time. Um, and in between that, there was obviously a few low scores. So I'd love to see him, you know, actually get a few more and, and make a difference. I mean, a quick 30 or 40 can help, but a quick sort of 60 or 70 at the pace that he gets, it wins your games. And I think that's what we've got to get out of Finn Allen. And, and that's, I think, as you said, he's got form at the domestic level and it, it's a good time against an opposition which I think will suit his style of play and hopefully give him that confidence that he perhaps needs at that level to go on to, the, to greater heights. OK, so what about, uh, what do you know about O'Rourke, Will O'Rourke? Not a lot, but he does play for Canterbury. Uh, he's a tall, mm-hmm. bustly bowler, so bowls a- about... Yeah, 135 to 140. So, yeah, he's definitely in. Um, so, um, look, you yeah, know, I think he's got real potential. He's, um, there's obviously some very positive um, things said about him around um, Canterbury. Um, and, uh, you know, he's been honoured by getting a selection for that next level. But, yeah, he's one of those guys that hopefully comes in with confidence, bowls good pace, swings it, got good height so he gets bounce. Um, so, yeah, just... Really looking forward to seeing him bowl on the uh, international stage. Okay, Harry, thanks uh, very much for for popping into the studio. I know you've got a hugely busy week. Um, This is always a very busy time for sales staff, isn't it? About a week out from Christmas. Absolutely. We've got lots on if we're still selling and giving out lovely Christmas presents. I'll tell you what, it was lovely to hear Rudd's on the the airways the other day to Mm. reminisce with you and... Talking about yeah, some of the Rudd's modern technology. I think he was trying to say DRS and he was talking to calling it the VRA or the VAR. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wee giggle. Rudd's. I tried to get him early in the day too, so that was good. Uh, so that's fine. Hey, uh, Harry, thanks very much for that. Cheers. Appreciate Cheers, uh, you mate. stopping in. Thank you. Um, and Brian, Talk while we're soon. there, we might as well hear from Tim Southey, shall we? Um, we've got uh, a little bit of audio on Tim's reaction to... Uh, that second test win. So uh, talking about that, talking about Glenn Phillips, the pitch and the conditions, um, and being hard to win 
with away cricket. Here's Tim. Uh, yeah, on a pretty, uh, pretty uh, difficult wicket. Um, there's, uh, there's plenty of good things to take out of that. Obviously, uh, Glenn Phillips' effort throughout the match, his, his innings in the first uh, first innings was obviously crucial to keep us in the game and get us um, past Bangladesh in the, in the first innings. Um, his work with the ball, um, he's still young in his, his spin career, and, and I guess the, the impact he's had with the ball in this series has been uh, been pleasing. Um, and a number of different comp- contributions throughout as well. I think. Um, I think yeah, you obviously didn't get the big scores that you would have liked, but on a wicket like that, uh, there's valuable sort of 20 run um, partnerships and, and 30 run partnerships here and there um, go go a long way. And um, AJ's obviously in, on a on a spin friendly uh, condition showed his class and and um, and picking up the, the six wickets. I think it's just the way that Glenn plays and, and the way that he's able to come in and, and only in his second and third Test match um, and, and to come in and play the way he, he knows how and, and, and I guess that's a, the sign of the, the guy. He's, um, he's, he's a very positive guy and, and the way he plays and um, just because uh, it's a, a different format, he's still trusted that his way was the right way. So, um, yeah, I think it's pleasing to see on a, on a difficult wicket, which I think... I look back to a few of his innings, and, and a lot of his great innings have been on, on difficult wickets. He does um, exceptionally well in the, the CPL on, on tricky wickets. Um, I think back to a one-day innings in Pakistan at the start of the year on a, on a tricky wicket. Like he, he's, he has a way of, um, of, of doing special things on, on tricky wickets. So, um, yeah, I think his, uh, just his positive mindset um, on a wicket like that was uh, um, very crucial. Um, there's a number of ways I could uh, describe that wicket. Um, I think for the match to be all over in 170 overs is um, a fair reflection on the on the wicket. Um, wasn't great. Um, uh, yeah, I think there wasn't a uh, certainly wasn't an even battle between bat and ball. We'll, we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, I think when you come to this part of the world, um, especially for us, the conditions are so foreign. Um, in particular, this Test match very foreign um, to what we're we're used to. Um, and I guess to lose the toss as well, and um, and then to to uh, to come out on, on top on a, on a wicket like that was was very pleasing. Like I say, a number of different guys sort of stepped up in, in different ways, and um, it's nice to um, bounce back after after the first test. Um, but no, difficult. Probably the worst wicket I've, I've come across in in, uh, in my career. Just the, <clears throat> like I say, the, the balance between. Bad and ball um, was uh, obviously heavily favoured into into the into the bowler's hands. So um, yeah, I think for and and uh, the match to be over and in, in, uh, in, in 170 overs sort of sort of reflects that. So um, yeah, I think uh, for for our guys to, to scrap away and, and come away with a win was was very pleasing. All right, that's Tim Sow, the captain, of course, of the Test side of things for the Black Caps, and uh, in the end, squaring the series with Bangladesh. And of course, now they head home. Uh, quite a chunk of that squad uh, come home for a breather. And uh, some of the others uh, play a little bit of white ball cricket um, against Bangladesh again. But uh, that pretty much uh, wraps that up. But we would like to hear your thoughts on it on uh, 0800 150811. 0800 We're uh, going to open up the lines. Talk us uh, now that you've seen uh, Glenn Phillips play, you've seen the results he's got. We still know uh, that we've uh, got Ravindra waiting in the wings. What are we looking like now for a Test match team uh, when we get home? I mean, Ravindra is not going to won't have played cricket for over a month by the time he gets a bat in his hand uh, this week against uh, Bangladesh, which to me is uh, the saddest aspect of the lot. Right. Okay. So uh, yes, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Love to hear from you on those thoughts. 